Welcome to Career and Leadership Real Talk, the no-nonsense guide for ambitious managers who want to have more impact and progress their career. I'm Pamela Langan, a job search coach and expert CV writer specialising in helping frustrated professionals land the jobs and pay rises they know they deserve. And I'm Jackie Jagger, a leadership and mindset coach specialising in helping newly promoted and new to role leaders to avoid the dickhead trap and lead with confidence. Between us, we've helped hundreds of leaders and managers to find new roles, take ownership of their careers, and handle the challenges that job searches and leadership responsibility inevitably bring. And now we're joining forces to share with you what we know has worked for our clients. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode where we are going to be sharing with you our top three takeaways for those of you that are in interview preparation mode. So if you are job searching, getting interviews and finding that you're struggling to convert those into offers, then this is definitely the episode for you. So Pam, let's dive straight in then. What's the the number one top tip for people around interview preparation? Well, I think the number one top tip has got to be preparing in advance. And this is something that hardly anybody does. And it's so important because what tends to happen what I see happening a lot is people will get an interview and the time between receiving that invite and actually doing that interview is that period of time is usually pretty small. So people start cramming like they used to when they're at school for exams and start trying to recall all of the memories and all of the stories and all the great things that they've done. But because they're in such panic mood about the interview, they just can't piece them stories together as well as they could have done if they give themselves the time to give those stories a little bit more thought. My top toppest tip <laughs> is preparing in advance. And this is before you even start the application, as you're going through that job application, as you're looking at that job description, you should be thinking about the interview. You want to be starting with that endpoint in mind. And as you're going through each line, you're thinking, is this on my CV? You should be thinking at that point, if I was asked about this interview, what evidence would I provide? What story would I tell around this point? And if you start doing that, what you'll find is all of those stories that you've got stored away, because we've got everything stored away in our brains that's ever happened to us that we've ever experienced. And you've probably heard me say this before on the podcast that I think your brain's like a filing cabinet. You've got all of those memories stored away. And when you go to an interview, you want them files at the front. You want them key files at the front so you can just refer to them. You can reel them off. And those stories are really solid. They're not fragmented. And you'll feel more confident telling those stories. So preparing in advance. So even if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I've not even started looking at jobs yet, like this is the perfect time to start preparing because think about all of the good stuff that you're doing in your current role. Think about what those competencies are and start thinking about, if I got asked around my current job description, what stories would I tell? What answers would I give? That's a great starting point. And then every job that you apply for, you can just build on those stories. Such great advice. And I'm both wincing and laughing because I'm wincing when I think about job interviews that I've been for in the past. And I at school was definitely a crammer. I was the last minute, stay up late the night before my project had to be in. 
sometimes doing it in the lessons before and trying to get away with writing stuff at the uh, back of the room to still hand something in, in the next lesson. And when I come to prepare when I'm recruiting and supporting clients with recruitment, what I do is exactly what you've described. I will sit with the hiring manager and with the job description and we will figure out the interview questions in exactly the way that you've just just described. We will go through what are the key things that the person in this role needs to be able to do? What do we need to be able to see from them? And we will ask what questions do we need to include so that we can test those competencies. So that advice already on its own is solid gold. And even I would recognize that in that kind of scenario, that type of focus preparation ahead of time is going to make so much difference because rather than just rocking up and flying by the seat of your pants or like you say, cramming everything in at the last minute, you go in with that kind of calm, measured sense that you've probably got a reasonable idea of the types of topics, not exactly the phrasing of the questions, but at least the types of topics that are likely to be front of mind. And you've got those stories organized. And I actually don't think I have heard you talk about that on the podcast. You've definitely talked about it when we've run workshops, but I don't think you've talked about the filing cabinet when we've been on the podcast before. So as people start to organize those stories, then how can they craft those stories in a way that is going to be? So if you're reflecting on the experiences that you've had that would demonstrate that competency, how can you then prepare yourself for the types of questions you might be asked? So I think the the best thing to do and the way that I like to prepare people for interviews is get the story straight first. So think through what are the key competencies for the role? What stories are going to be relevant? When I say relevant, it's relevant to the job role. Okay. So relevant to the role that you're applying for, how can you show them the value that you bring? And then that's how you then should be thinking about the stories that, that you share with them. So thinking about what's most relevant for them and how they can get the best feel for you. And I think in terms of thinking about what questions you might get asked, what I generally say to people is you'll always get asked the tell us about yourself. Why do you want the why do you want this job? Why us? You'll always get asked those kinds of bog standard questions. But outside of that, you're never really going to know what they're going to ask you. So I think in terms of of making a best guess, what you want to be doing is looking at the job description and, and asking yourself, what do they really need from this role? What do they need this role to deliver? And once you've got an understanding or you've given some thought around what you think they would need you to deliver, then you can start thinking around the types of questions. And one way to do that is to go through the job description line by line and almost treat every line as a question. And if you do that, you will stand a better chance of being able to answer whatever questions they throw at you on the spot than if you just skim over it and think of a few stories and you don't really give it that much thought. You'll give yourself the best chance by doing that. You'll still never be able to guess unless they give you the questions beforehand, which is now a thing. And I'm all for receiving the questions beforehand. I think it's an amazing interview experience when you get the questions beforehand and more and more employers are doing that. So I definitely ask if you're in an interview situation, are we able to have the questions beforehand? 
some of them might be like, what are you talking about? We've not heard that. But there's lots of employers out there that are now sharing the questions. Yeah, and that's something that I've done recently. So one of the services that we offer as Catalyst Careers is Recruit Right First Time, which is supporting particularly founders and smaller businesses where they don't have in-house recruitment teams. And we are in a recruitment process at the moment where we've done exactly that. We've shared those interview questions with candidates ahead. And the benefit of that is that for us, we know that candidates can prepare and can come with their examples. The benefit for the candidate is hopefully they will feel calmer and more able to focus on talking us through their experiences that are relevant as opposed to trying to second guess what we might be asking. I think on the other side, what it does mean is then everybody is on a level playing field. So you need to make sure that you really do tailor your experiences and those answers. And the other thing I would say, which I really love about your point about the kind of getting your stories first and focusing on those first is what that helps to do is create a breadth of different experiences from different job roles and different projects because off the cuff very often people can get tunnel vision and it's almost this one project becomes the answer to every single question and so what that does is as a recruiter as a hiring manager you start to think, hang on, have you done anything else other than this? It's almost, it feels like that one project or that one job role is the answer and the example that's given for everything. And where you get that breadth, you really build without having to say it or anything like that. You just build that confidence for the recruiter and the hiring manager that you've had a breadth of experience and you've got lots of different things that you can draw on that will allow you to bring a really rounded contribution into the role that's being recruited. Yeah. Do you know what? That is a really good point as well. And as you were saying that, I was just thinking there's one more thing to add to that. And I think when you go into an interview situation, you tend to be in fight or flight mode. So what that does when you're under that stress and you're feeling that level of anxiety within the interview, your brain doesn't work in the same way it does when you're calm and relaxed. So if you do prep in advance, then what you're doing is you're giving your brain the best possible chance of being able to recall those memories because you are not under, if, if you get the, even if you get the questions before the interview, you're still going to feel a level of anxiety and interview nerves, like it's natural. And we know that this is, natural so we're not saying you should never feel like that like obviously it's a natural way to feel but what you're doing prepping in advance is giving yourself that real time and space to to let your brain really kind of think through what answers you might provide or what stories and like you said there when I'm interviewing people and they use the same example over and over again what I then start to think is this person is feeling a massive amount of pressure and stress in this interview and their brain is shutting down and the only thing that they can remember is this one project but like you say if you can't get a feel for that person's full level or full kinds of expertise then what will happen then is you just think of oh, this person's only worked on 
one thing or this person hasn't really got that much experience or depending on the role you're going to start making judgments in your mind so I think if you can prep in advance and give yourself that real opportunity to absorb and think about and settle in with your stories because you have to be comfortable with them as well especially the stories where you're talking about challenging situations where you've been challenged or something was uncomfortable or something involved an area of weakness for you if you're talking about those stories they're going to be even more difficult when you're feeling the stress and the pressure the more you can prep in advance and think about the different scenarios the different examples the different stories even the different people all of this stuff all fits in and the more that you can think of bring to the surface and almost kind of nail in those answers these are my top stories if you've got five or six key stories where you made an impact where you made a difference where you add value you could probably manipulate those stories or use those stories across a range of different a range of different answers but you're given that range so you don't have to have loads and loads of examples and remember loads and loads of stories but you do need to have a variety most interviews typically you're probably only going to get half a dozen or so questions you're not going to get hundreds and hundreds because there isn't time to ask hundreds of questions so having that preparation done further in advance having that range and depth of different experiences that you're able to draw on can really set you apart as a candidate. So what's the second tip then if preparing advance and draw on a range of experiences is your number one, what's your follow-up tip? So the next one and leading on from this quite nicely is going to be researching the company. If you prep in advance, what that means is that short time between receiving the invite and actually having the interview frees you up to actually look at the company and understand the company. You'd be so surprised how many people you would question around competition and different elements like that about a company and people can't answer them because they've not had enough time to research the company because they've been too focused on trying to think of their stories or cram the stories in last minute. So they're thinking more about what questions they might get asked rather than looking at some key information about the company. So things like using Google and Google News and seeing what has been written about these organizations in different publications. Are there any good news stories? Is there anything negative? Sometimes when I'm working with clients, they've discovered things about companies that have made them not want to continue in that process. And I think that's fine as well. But generally, if you're going through with the interview, then you need to know as much as you can about the company. So the space in which they operate, things that have affected them over the last few years. COVID's been a big one, Brexit. There's so many different things that are affecting companies and you can use that knowledge to your advantage. If from a commercial point of view, if you know how those things are affecting a company or if you can find out what good news stories they've got going on, you can tailor your answers and give them a little bit more and just show that extra little bit of depth to you and to your knowledge and your experience by really tailoring your answers to to what is going to matter to them because you understand the position their company is currently in at the moment. I think that really builds on what you said first out because if you then get really clear on 
the company and the market that they're operating in and the competitor landscape and those environmental factors, it will help you to focus from your earlier preparation on what are the most relevant examples. It might be that you've worked in a similar industry. It might be that you've seen a particular approach or tactic that they're using and you've got an example of when you've used that particular approach or tactic in a previous role. So I think it helps to really tailor from that range of stories that you are able to draw on, the ones that are most relevant and most likely to make the recruiter and the hiring manager perk their ears up. And I think the other thing for me, when I hear candidates that kind of drop in elements of what they've recognized from research, it gives you a real sense that this is somebody who is prepared and somebody who is keen on this particular role. And both of those things are great things for a recruiter and a hiring manager to think about you as a candidate. Both of those will set you apart. Both of those will take you up a notch in their estimation. So for many different reasons, I think that's brilliant advice. How about the final tip then? What would be your last? I know there's probably another 17 (laughs) fighting for space to be in the top three, but what's what's your third? So there's a whole debate going on in my brain now. Like, what is the third one? What is the the final tip that is really going to make a difference for people? And I think the final tip for, for this podcast episode has got to be the questions that you ask at the end. Now, We have done another episode on questions to ask at the end of interviews, but I want you to think about this in a slightly different way. So obviously we want you to ask questions, but we want you to ask questions that give you some information, that give you some answers, that help you make the decision that when you get the job offer, you've got enough information from the company to make an informed decision because Generally, when you get the call to say, we're offering you the job, there isn't really any time to say, hold on a second, if you're offering me the job, there's just a few like niggling things that I need to know or things that I need to understand a little bit better. That doesn't generally, it can be a conversation. Don't get me wrong, it can be a conversation at that point. And if there are things that you still need to discuss at that point, then you definitely want to ask them. But if you think about at the end of each interview or each interview stage that you go through with the company, if you think about, okay, if this is my final interview, what don't I know right now that I need to know, that I need to know to to make, if they offer me this role to make that a yes, like what do I need to know um, about this role? And I think if you think about it from that point of view, the questions that you ask will be different. So they're not just going to be the bog standard questions that you will Google, or I see loads of posts on social media. I've got an interview. What questions can I ask to make me look a little bit intelligent and things like that? It shouldn't be about trying to look good at the end of an interview. It should always be about asking the questions that allow you to get that extra info to make that informed decision. And obviously, like my favorite question you should always ask is anything else about my experience that you'd like to know, just to make sure that you've covered all bases. But apart from that, like the other questions have got to be around what else do you need to know? Where are the gaps? 
what are you thinking that in order to accept an offer from this company at this point, what else do you need to know? I think that that is key. So thinking about the questions to ask in that slightly different way has got to be, I think, the final tip. I love that. I also think from a recruiter and hiring manager perspective, those questions can, again, really help them to imagine you in that role. Because if you're asking questions like, what are the things that are in place in this role? What has been happening with this? How do you foresee this developing? What kind of time frame do you foresee for this to happen? Those kinds of questions, straight away, you're helping them to think of you in the job and on day one and asking those questions. And it's stuff that will help you to really get clear. I think the other thing often, I hate those posts where people are kind of, what questions can I ask? And there's loads and I'm like, please don't ask that one. I get asked that all the time when I'm recruiting. One of the ones with that is how will you view success in this role or what are the key success measures in this role? Now, that is one that is really important for you to understand what their expectations are. But asking it in that way makes it a general question, makes it something they will have heard because everybody else that's Googled it or asked has been given that answer as well. But if you were to ask that in a way that says, okay, I can see that this and this are the KPIs, where would the initial attention need to be in terms of how those KPIs are performing against target at the moment? That's a very different question than what are the success measures in this role. And that straight away helps people to recognize your commerciality, realize that you've clocked what the KPIs are, but also will get you some really useful information about what has been happening or more importantly, what hasn't been happening and that potentially you would need to get stuck into. It also helps you to get a sense of how realistic those things are. So when I'm working with people in their first 90 days, one of the biggest challenges is often that expectations are crazy unrealistic. And I find this particularly can be the case where either no one's been doing that role before or where the person that is the hiring manager doesn't have the depth of understanding of that particular role. And if you ask some of those questions at interview about what's been happening what has been the trend with this? Where is it currently sitting? How long do you anticipate it's going to be to get from there to there? You'll start to build a picture if that's the case, because that's far better. It doesn't mean that you wouldn't take the job necessarily, but it's far better to be aware of that actually a big part of it is going to have to be potentially education and managing of expectations in that first 90 days. So I absolutely love that way of switching that question because what that does as an interviewer is it gets you really excited because you're like, this person has got the head screwed on. This person understands this role and understands our priorities and what we're trying to deliver. And I can really see this person adding value and driving our business forward. And I think that is really what sets you apart, isn't it, from the other candidates? Because I I always think as well with interviews, like when you're interviewing people, yeah, you want to hear the right answers. You want to hear about their experience, but what you want to really feel from them and hear from them is this person 
is going to be great value for money. This person is going to help us drive our business forward. This person is going to pay for themselves. And that is what you want to hear and what you want to see and what you want to feel. And I think to do that in an interview is pretty simple. If you keep it simple and you just really focus in on what you think they need to hear based on the role that you're applying for, how you then tailor that experience. It's a really simple formula, but if you nail it, you're going to get the job offer because you're going to massively stand out from the other candidates. It's really simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. And that's what I see time and time again from candidates is they don't ask many questions or they don't ask questions that help you to imagine them in the job or they're not specific. Another thing, another question that I quite like being asked is what would you want me to change or improve and what would you want me to continue with versus what's been happening before? Because that gets a sense from the interviewer of where do they see that things are working? Where do they see that things need changing? And as an interviewer, I'm really open to, I want people to bring new ideas. I don't just want people to come in and carry on doing the same. And that may be different depending upon what business you're applying to and what role you're applying for. But very often when somebody is recruiting, they do want some change. They want something different. They want something in addition to what the last person brought to that role. To get an insight into that is so helpful because then firstly, you get that understanding, but also you get them thinking about what that is and starting to articulate it. And that can often be the first time they've been asked that kind of question And they may not have an immediate answer and provoking people to think with the questions you ask and asking things that other people don't necessarily ask is definitely a way to stand out at interview. I love it when people make me think. Yeah, I I love it. And when people do that as well, and I'll go, oh, that's a good question. Just to give me a couple of seconds to think of what the answer, you know, is. And if doing that, it it makes you remember that person. If you make that person think, or that interviewer think at that time, then it's they will remember you. Because if you think about it, they're interviewing everybody that aligns with the job description, everybody that matches based on the paper. And then you get into the room. You don't just want to be churning out the same generic stuff that everyone else is doing. You don't want to be using AI to generate your questions. You don't want to be Googling because that's what everyone else is going to be doing. So you want to be thinking what matters to me, what matters to them, and really focusing in on that. And if you do that, you're going to definitely stand up because I guarantee nobody is going to be doing that (laughs) unless they've listened to the podcast now and then people might start doing that. But in the grand scheme of things, you will stand out using tools and techniques like that. Such a brilliant point. People need to be memorable for the right reasons. And all three of your tips that you've shared are ways for people to do that. Being more prepared and having a range of experience does that having a real good understanding that you can include in relevant ways within the interview of both the company and the market that they operate in does that and being more mindful of the types of questions and tailoring those towards helping you as a candidate understand 
what don't I know? What do I need to know? That also helps to make sure that people are memorable. And as a recruiter, when somebody is memorable for the right reasons, nine times out of 10, that's the candidate that you're going to give an offer to. Thank you so much for sharing that. And listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you are working in a business where you might need some career support for people who potentially are at risk of redundancy, then interview preparation is one of the workshops that we offer through our Catalyst Careers brand. We also offer workshops in job search strategy, in writing CVs and cover letters, and in using LinkedIn for job search. So if you feel that would be of benefit for people in your team or your business, then please do drop either of us a message. As ever, if you are in job search mode or know people who are, then we would love for you to share this episode. We always love it when new people get to listen to the podcast and get some golden nuggets. So please do share it with anyone it's relevant for. And we will be back with another episode next time.